Hello, and welcome to The Midlife with Kimberly Sampson and Tracy Feldstein. If you're over 40 and under dead, you're in the right place. Hey there, I'm Kimberly Sampson, and welcome to The Midlife Podcast, where we discuss tools and strategies to turn your midlife crisis into your midlife transformation. Some of what you'll hear is from the recipe I use to get myself out of my own midlife funk. Some of what we'll discuss draws on my career in finance and banking and my experiences with entrepreneurship. All of it, my personal experience and my professional expertise are yours to help you design your next best chapter and thrive. We'll also have a special segment called Reinvented sprinkled in every few weeks. You'll hear from inspiring women who have changed course after 40, proving it's never too late to start something new. Join me. Welcome to episode 15 of The Midlife. I'm calling it Audible today and changing up what I said I'd do this week's podcast about. It's supposed to be about starting a business in midlife. That is one of my favorite topics, and helping women grow their businesses is one of the things that energizes me the most. But something else keeps coming up this week that I want to address while it's timely. Last week, I had over 200 women join my private Facebook group, Muddling Through the Midlife. If you haven't joined yet, you may not know that when you ask to join, I ask a few screening questions and I Facebook snoop to verify as best I can that the person asking to join is legit a real middle-aged woman. I want everyone to feel safe discussing all things midlife in there, so it's really important to me that I do the best I can to vet members. One of the questions I ask is, what is your biggest challenge right now in midlife? Overwhelmingly this week, the answer was some variation of empty nesting with the overriding theme being that women don't know what to be without children in the house or with children still in the house, but getting pretty self-sufficient as they approach college age. It is that time of year. This phenomenon of emptiness is a common experience. Whether women have been predominantly stay-at-home moms or had a job with school day hours or work-from-home businesses, or women had a career outside the home. So I thought I'd dive into this topic today and give you my thoughts on the subject. To remind you, or if we're just meeting now, I do have some experience in the subject. My eldest just left last week for his sophomore year. He goes to school 2,284 miles away from me, but who's counting? I also have a high school junior and a third grader. For those of you questioning if you heard that right, you did. I question it too when it comes out of my mouth. They are all boys. I was super sappy and emotional during Riley's senior year, and I wrote about it often in a personal blog I write, mostly to entertain myself and my friends. One of the things I uncovered in writing about him that year was a huge realization for me. I had to find a baby picture for his school yearbook, and while I was looking through photo albums at all the baby pictures, I was also looking at pictures of a fresh young mommy, and I knew what she was not thinking. She had no idea that she doesn't get to keep that perfect, blue-eyed, drooly baby in her house forever. You may be saying, of course, but I'm dead serious. It never fucking dawned on me that he would be leaving me. I know you're saying he's not really leaving and it's not forever. He'll be back for vacations and in three years our economy will be a hot mess and he'll be unemployable and living with us unable to support himself. But it's different. And I think that is the first stab of the empty nest knife that your child will never really live under your roof for any extended period of time again. Even if they are back for a stint after graduation, they'll probably tell people, yeah, I'm staying at my parents' house. You spend 18 or so years working your ass off on a project, and if you do it relatively well, you work yourself out of a job. 
Most times when you complete a project, you'd be thrilled, filled with a sense of accomplishment. This feels different though, because you are as attached to that human as the day they were born, but they're supposed to be detaching from you to a certain extent. It's not that they don't love you, you're just no longer the center of their world. You no longer figure into their daily lives. And that feels like the rug gets pulled out from under you. Your purpose to date was focused on this other human. That other human has now moved on and you feel lost. What now? To quote Stevie Nicks, I've been afraid of changing because I've built my life around you. Therein lies the crux of the emptiness. You have to make a change or you will wallow. There's also the issue of the loss not being one and done. And I'm not referring to whether or not you have multiple children. If you do, just start multiplying this exponentially because apparently it happens every year as I just found out. Sure, there's the excitement of taking your first or only to the first year of school. If you went to college, you are suddenly flooded with your own great memories along with the shock that it's not still you going. Please tell me I'm not alone in that. Then there's the final moment of goodbye and it stings. But while the subsequent years lack the pomp and circumstance, it still sucked for me. He didn't need me to come back to move him in, so I unloaded him at the curb at the airport, threw my arms around him, and bawled. What can I say? Maybe he is almost 20, but he is still my baby. Which brings up the next comment I got a lot from people joining the group this week. How do you exist in this limbo where your child is trying to adult, but they still need parenting and guidance and let's face it, funding, but not hold on too tight? Here's my philosophy. You're going to have to be prepared to watch your child fail. If you have determined that your child is at least mature enough to live away from home, you're going to have to stop parenting like they're under your roof. There are the rare, sweet moments where they will solicit your advice or counsel. They are few and far between. In the meantime, you have to accept that probably 50% of what they're doing and how they're doing it is 180 degrees away from the way you would do it or want them to do it. I believe you let go and put faith in the 18 or so years of advice and parenting you administered. I've been telling my kids since they were born, you know that little voice in your head that says mommy wouldn't like this if she knew? You need to listen to that voice. Who knows how effective it's been? Maybe it's only one out of 10, but maybe that one every once in a while is the one that saves their life. I also think that by holding on too tightly, you risk damaging your long-term relationship with your child. There's a quote attributed to the Dalai Lama, give the ones you love wings to fly, roots to come back, and reasons to stay. That should be your mantra right now. And I know it can be hard, especially if you're still financially contributing to your child's education, upkeep, and care. I think we tend to associate funding with deserved control, like that's the buy-in for still having a say. I want to strongly caution you on using money to manipulate this relationship. Certainly if they're blowing tuition on hookers and cocaine, I'd feel differently. But assuming the mommy voice chip you installed during childhood parenting is activated, let them go through this metamorphosis as freely as possible. I'm not saying you won't worry, but shift all of your parenting and nurturing instincts to someone I know really needs it. You. Here's the good news with letting go. More time to focus on you. Maybe if you continue to hover, it's really not about being a mother. It's about being afraid to tackle the issues you're facing. Purpose in life, aging, health, weight, aging parents, your marriage. Am I hitting any tender spots? Let's get to work on those. This is the window. This is the opportunity. What about your relationship with your spouse? 
With the children gone or going, it's probably time to pay some attention to the survivors. You wouldn't be the first person to wonder if you're actually going to spend the rest of your life with this person. Maybe that's a concept that hasn't caught up to life expectancy. I've seen it go both ways, stay or go, and I've seen the subsequent results be fantastic or disastrous either way. Again, this is an opportunity to reevaluate your relationship. I would say providing you don't have an abusive spouse, give your marriage the full attention and effort it deserves. Seek counseling. Actually talk to your spouse about your feelings. I assure you, you aren't the only one feeling this way in the relationship. I'm not going to spend a lot of time here, as this subject warrants its own series, let alone a single podcast or paragraph. I just did last week's podcast on some thoughts about midlife marriage. Check it out if you haven't heard it, but don't just accept okay. You and your partner deserve better. And what if you're single with children leaving? That can be a double whammy. Many women fall into a severe depression when losing two labels society has deemed us worthy of. I get it. But I would encourage you to stop imagining that the grass is necessarily greener on the other side and fully embrace this opportunity to redefine who you are, what you want to accomplish, and the freedom you have to design your next best chapter exactly the way you want it. It's only full of possibility. I think all these feelings and empty nest in general is a case of evolution not having yet caught up with our extended life expectancy. In past generations, you would have fulfilled your usefulness to the species, having raised your offspring and no longer being able to reproduce. Unfortunately, we're still running that dated program in our heads. Time for a software upgrade. Instead of this feeling heavy and frightening, this should fill you with optimism and excitement. It's always funny to me the random things that I have filed away in my brain. Here's one that pops up now. A friend of mine shared this while she was in law school. She had a female professor who told the class that women have many chapters in their life. I cannot imagine in what context that came up in a 1990s law class, but it is so true. We need not be defined by one job or one season or, as we were just talking, one marriage. We need to reframe this momentous occasion of children leaving home, whether permanent or temporary, as a beginning and not an end. Not only are our kids launching and beginning a new chapter, but so are we or at least you should be. That's where I and the midlife come in. If you haven't already, why not join the private Facebook group Muddling Through the Midlife, where other women are coping with this time together. You can also download a guide I wrote, Five Things to Do When Your Nest is Emptying. It's really a stopgap measure to get you busy and focused on things other than your children. There's a link in the show notes. But let's get serious about your next chapter. You are not defined by your children. You are a woman full of potential and promise. You have gifts to share with the world, and you need to design your life in a way that will get you energized and excited to wake up in the morning. This next season is your chance at growth and exploration and continued success. If it's challenging you to see it for yourself, I want to invite you to check out my upcoming program, Midlife Reimagined, How to Design Your Next Best Chapter. It's launching soon, and you can add your name to the interest list. I only accept a small number of participants at a time, so joining the interest list gives you right of first refusal and a discount. I'll also post that link in the show notes for you. As always, I welcome your thoughts on the podcast, and if there's anything in particular I can help you with, feel free to post in the Facebook group Muddling Through the Midlife or DM or email me. I hope you'll join me next week when I'll be back to the regularly scheduled programming of starting a business in midlife even in a pandemic. In the meantime, if you're feeling sad, Mama, I know. Me too.
but do something really kind for yourself this week and let me know what it was. 